Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Now it's time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law, with special guests Shuki and Adam. Listen to how they went from doing the eight clap at UCLA to cannabis attorneys and so much more. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is the world famous Joe Grande. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And the Pot Brother at Law, Craig Wasserman. Filling in. For the Pot Brothers at Law. That's right. We have an amazing show for you guys today. I am. There's no feeling. Unless you're going to do something for your brother and just be quiet like your brother does too much of. Ooh, shots fired. You're, meaning you talk a lot of. I'm exactly. doing that right there now. You, go. you didn't respond. <laughs> there you go. You're filling in for him. Good Thanks, job, bud. Mark. Good job. So there it is, guys. Joe, tell us what's going on the show well, today. Well, first off, thank you guys all for listening to the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, wherever you're listening to it. And all the, what is it, 86 countries now? Yes. 86 different countries. Thank you for listening to the show. We greatly appreciate it. And for those who call in and say hello, you could always do so at 800-420-1980. And just real quick, that was in English. Craig, what is it in Spanish? Ocho zero zero cuatro dos zero uno nuevo ocho zero blue one eight hundred four twenty nineteen eighty and in Russian uno dos I don't know <laughs> where's koala when we need her yeah. that's Ukrainian no Ukrainian, Ukrainian. I bet she can speak Russian as well though uh, follow us on Instagram at cannabis talk one oh one pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law marks at waslaw Craig's at waslaw dog blues at one Christopher Wright yes. and I am at Joe Grande fifty two and our guests today are two cats that are lawyers out here in Southern California. Shooky Greer, I hope I said that right, Shooky. Yes, you did. And nice. Adam Berger. Did I say that right? Definitely said that and right. And am I the only one that gets extremely hungry when you say burger? Of course I am because I'm the fattest one up here. But <laughs> they're attorneys at law. You can find them online at burgergreer.com. Real hard company right there. Let me think. Adam used his last name. Shooky used his last name. Figured it out. And we put the .com there, and you guys created the website. We Impressive. got a website going, yep. Impressive. And, and that, was it hard to figure out who was going to go first? Why did burger? Why did Adam, you get the first one? Alphabetical. Alphabetical? You're giving it that to him? That's fine. I'm fine with that. Shooky, you're fine with that? Either you know, also, way. we got a cool thing where after the B, it, the rest of it is only three different letters. Okay. So it's all E's, R's, and G's throughout the rest after that initial B. 
Yeah. Oh, oh my God, you're right. B e r g e r g r e e r. How do you like that? Wow. Yeah. I was just reading the words. When you look at the letters, it's easy. Just be four letters in our website. That's, That's right. It. Makes it simple right there. They also have theijca.org. Find them on Instagram at Burger Greer Law and at IGCALA. And tell us about you guys. How did you guys start the law firm? Uh, who are your guys' ideal clients? And, and I really want to get to a bunch of other things, but start with that. Yeah, so that's a really interesting question. Um, it was a, a very interesting journey for us how we ended up doing cannabis law. Shuki and I were both uh, working at separate law firms, and um, we, were, we were not specializing in cannabis. Um, we both had a very deep interest in cannabis law, but we weren't specifically focusing on that area of law. I was doing civil litigation, and Shuki was doing criminal law and immigration law. Nice. And um, we have a mutual friend whose father is Bruce Margolin. And good old so Bruce. Good old Bruce, famous cannabis attorney, marijuana defense attorney, total legend in the industry. Yes. And um, Bruce's daughter is a very close friend of mine from college. Which uh, one? His two. Allison? Uh, uh, so my friend is Madison, uh -huh. but I, I know Allison as well. I've met her once or twice. Also great, great attorney from what I've heard. She um, got disconnected from the family, right? That I don't know about. There's some drama there. <laughs> I, 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 I can't speak. I don't know anything. For next podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. But so Madison, really close friend of mine, father is Bruce. Um, Shuki in law school, third year law school, UCLA, he uh, worked for, for Bruce Margolin as a clerk. Oh, wow. Um, and did a lot of cases with him, went to court with him. So Madison knew I was really interested in cannabis law. Um, knew Shuki, um, worked for her father, put us in touch, and we hit it off immediately and um, Pretty soon after we met, we were just talking about how awesome it would be to go fully into cannabis law. I mean, we're doing Fantastic. other areas of law as well. We're not exclusively cannabis, but um, that's a lot of our focus, a lot of our practice. When did you guys become lawyers? We graduated four years ago, so not that long right. ago. but 2017 for me, yeah. To wow, have some, good for uh, you. Yeah. Now, now, being, you know, it's funny, we, we, we talk about this a lot, and, you know, is it, any different? Tell me what, what's the difference in, in law because, you know, we, we have the attorneys here that we, we work with, the Paw Brothers at Law, but, you know, there's a, it's good to hear it from somebody else's voice and what your guys' thoughts are, meaning that, you know, what's out there for, for the industry. So is it different for you guys than the law you were practicing before? Definitely different. And the funny thing about cannabis law is it's a bit of a misnomer. Uh, there's really no such thing as cannabis law. I mean, the closest thing you'll get to it is the licensing and regulations. But even that is arguably administrative law or government law. Um, and cannabis law ends up becoming whatever the cannabis legal needs are or whatever the legal needs are of a cannabis company. Sure. So it can be anything from employment issues to tax issues to real estate issues to litigation to corporate governance. I mean, you're, you know, you're jumping it's from the field same, to field. But it's different because it's cannabis. And that's the idea is that every law, if you go to an employment specialist, he may miss some pieces because he's dealing with a cannabis company and not a different kind of company. Sure. And it may be written differently. The law so, yeah, do, do, do you find dealing with uh, larger firms who now say they have a cannabis practice part of their part of their practice or throwing someone into the fire who doesn't necessarily know because, you know, you're using basically the same shareholder agreements, the same stock purchase agreements, the same, but you have to mold it into the cannabis, into the regulatory framework. And we get a lot of firms that come in and they think they can do a stock purchase deal the same way in the cannabis space that you do outside the cannabis space. And it's just, it's not the same. 
Right. There are, there's all sorts of nuances that um, are very unique to cannabis companies. So, for example, in a contract, if you're drafting an arbitration clause, there's case law. Um, there's there's a, a very well-known case in, in the Ninth Circuit, uh, which is a federal circuit covering California, um, that deals with how to draft an arbitration clause when you're dealing with a cannabis company. And um, there's a special body of law. Um, it's very unique. And if you're not a cannabis lawyer or haven't done the research, um, you wouldn't know that there's a special nuance you should consider when drafting the contract for a cannabis client. So, I mean, it's, it's just, um, it, you're right. So there's nuances that some people might not be aware of, and a lot of it is not rocket science, but um, if you're representing a cannabis client, it's very important to know these things. What are your type of clients? What are you guys going after? So Adam and I are very different from the big, uh, big law people who are opening their cannabis departments. We don't really like to deal with mergers and acquisitions and big uh, white-collar companies that are trying to grow their business and their bottom line. We're really interested in representing the people of the industry, small businesses, mom-and-pop shops, that kind of thing, where we're really there to support people on the ground doing good work and, and people who are passionate and believe in it like we do. Is that what the IJCA is about? It is. Well, what is that? Explain that to everybody. So the that, IJ... That's what I came across you guys about. You guys do something with there, and I was like, this is dope. They need to tell everybody what this well, is. Well, I appreciate that. The IJCA stands for the International Jewish Cannabis Association. Uh, so each of those words has a little piece to it. But the basic idea is that we're a nonprofit that's focused on uh, education, community, and philanthropy in and around the cannabis industry. We bring Jewish values of loving each other, of supporting each other, of believing in God's medicine to to the world as, as a way of gathering, as a way of educating. Um, and, you know, it, it ties into the law, certainly, because when you're talking about cannabis on a federal level, where it remains not just illegal, but a Schedule One controlled substance, uh, what's going to make that change is really going to be education. And there's two points, to, to, two pieces to that. Number one, the science and the understanding of what we need to educate people about has to grow. And then number two, we have to get the word out. We need to tell people, we need to teach people, we need to teach older people, we need to teach sometimes religious people who are particularly opposed to changing their ideals and values that they learned many decades ago. Through those changes, that's how we're going to get to a really better place in this country. And so our hope with IJCA is to do a little piece of that to make this world a better place. When you say that, I don't know why, but my gut feels like, or did you guys get some heat from the Jewish community? Like, you know, did, I mean, I, I, I don't know how hard of a practicing Jew, if you have the yarmulke. Yeah, I thought I seen that in the back. Yeah. So if you're a yarmulke, you know, I, I don't want to say yarmulke wearing, but you know what I mean? What, what's the orthodox Jew? You know what I'm saying <laughs> as I have my resident Jew lawyer here as well. But how did the community react to it? So the community, I mean, also is very, you know, the I mean, the guys at your church, spectrum. so to speak. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the guys at the, our synagogue. Synagogue. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the head of the don't synagogue. be rude. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I forgot the word. Damn it. I didn't want to mess up either. <laughs> the guys. So there are, I particularly am a member of a synagogue that's very progressive and thinking op more openly about it. They there, smoke before? No. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's not, good. Maybe, um, but there are plenty of members of the community who are very opposed to it. They believe that, I mean, I can use their rhetoric and describe how God put us here to be sober and focus on him and, and, and connect to him. And if you're going to try to take your brain and alter its state, then what you're doing is you're moving away from God and you're moving in the wrong direction. So they're so just, for those just trying reasons, to make you feel bad for doing something great. Like exactly. And for those reasons, we don't care if it's a medicine. We don't care if it's beneficial. We don't care if there are literally children who would die without it on a daily basis 
because right. it's a plant that's evil and it's a plant that can harm people from and take them away from spirituality and therefore we shun it and we push its users away even at the same time that they are drinking plenty of alcohol it's celebrating alcohol <laughs> drink, you know we have holidays that are surrounded there's by alcohol at the alcohol. synagogue after a synagogue right? and we're just drinking and, and if you want to talk yeah. about substances that take people away from focusing on their spirituality there's plenty to talk about there so they get a dui on the way home going damn it that just happened though no big sorry deal. are you guys as well trying to change the stigma so that's a definitely a big part of it you're gonna come on and smoke with us on our <gasps> ig Yes. We don't have any other lawyers that Ooh, we're aware of look yes. at that, will that you? have done that yes. openly. That's the first. Yes. All right. Your, we'll bro, do your it. Jewish brothers we'll do it. right here. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. We'll do it. You Absolutely. call them out and they say, I love that you call them out right now. But too, have you done that yet? We've been on, on our... Instagram and posting and out there to the world. If like you take them out, Craig, call them out, Craig. So if get them. Take a look at our Instagram, both our Burger Grill one as well as our personal ones. You can pick it up. I don't think that there's one of me smoking on there. I'd be happy to start that first. And I appreciate you challenging me to do that. He's we calling you out. You see the we big need, brother right here, the OG have, Jewish I mean, lawyer. As, as many places that we've been in the last five years with this show across the country, we still have not had any other lawyer. They're always, you know, we'll smoke off camera, but the minute that comes on, uh, and I mean, and I had my reservations initially as, as well, but I'm like, you know what? It was back when it was medical. I had my wreck. I was scared to death of the state bar. And I decided at the end of the day, I've got my wreck. It's legal. Screw it. Let's go for it. I'm glad you did. We're talking right now with Shooky Greer and Adam Berger, two attorneys out of Los Angeles. BurgerGreer.com is the website. You can get that. I can't believe that they accepted your challenge, Greg. That that's is awesome. so that's awesome a, because you guys will be the first. Yeah. You'll be the first attorneys to actually go and smoke them. I, I mean, I know, Shooky, you said it. Adam, I didn't hear your mouth say it. Yeah, I'll do it. Why not? Yeah. See? You yeah. know, and let me say this, too, real quick, because... I've been in this industry my entire life, and I have been um, to many festivals and, and many conventions with attorneys um, that are coming into this industry. And as they do, you know, there's always been like this little, you know, like, oh, there's the Pot Brothers at Law. They, you know, they smoke in front of the camera kind of thing. So there's always been that kind of a vibe with other attorneys, like that they think they're a little bit better because they don't smoke in camera, but they smoke behind the scenes. And, and for me, hypocrisy. You, you know, <laughs> it, it's funny because for me, I, I watch that and I'm going like this dude's like, you Hypocrite. know, he's a weenie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, I just, I look at it like, you know, and not, not because you don't smoke in public, because I don't even smoke Teach that much. Teach his own, but yeah. I don't, I don't even smoke that much. So uh, it's not about that. It's about that, the way that you try to make yourself better, though. It, it, and not saying that you guys would do that. I'm saying that, that I've seen those the other attorneys. The type of people who do that, and, and they, they're no they different. They go around to other attorneys or other people that are clients and go, yeah, those guys are stoners or whatever. You know, it, instead of just accepting the fact that they drink alcohol they probably do cocaine they probably smoke weed and they're sitting probably. here and they're sitting here you know trying to bad badmouth somebody because their career isn't in the same place well, well i mean Those I, are things I, that I think bother also me, the you know? the demographic that you guys are going after is, is similar to what we've done now we've branched out we, we also have the mom and pops we also are doing the mergers and acquisitions um mo mainly though from the uh, not the corporate end on whatever side it is, we're usually not on the corporate end of it. But we started off by doing the moms and pops and, and taking care of the people that we didn't care. If someone looked on our IG and go, that fucking lawyer smokes, I'm not going to him. Well, guess what? I don't need you as a client. Yeah. Right. And it's really also about changing the stigma. I mean, the whole idea that somebody can't both be a successful professional 
smart, intelligent, driven person and be a cannabis user is ludicrous. Yeah. Right? But that's been the lay of the Still land. Still is, yes. That's also, yes. you know, rates of alcoholism in the, in the legal profession are really high. Oh, it's huge. And um, abusing alcohol is Yeah, three martini lunch is okay, but yeah. Right? You go smoke um, a joint, which I have done in between uh, at lunchtime during a trial once because I was going to lose it. Um, and it really helped me come back in centered and kicked ass. Won the case? Won the case. That's you, what you I know, like to hear from my You brother. know, and you'll you'll see ph- photography of, you know, attorneys with a, you know, whiskey and a cigar, uh, you know, and a cigar and, and, you know, in their common practice or they're on boats with, you know, with, with drinks and stuff like that. It's not uncommon. And so, you know, uh, it, again, growing into the industry for my entire life and watching people start to make that change, it does help our communities. It allows us to, to advance because now other professionals go, man, you know, I, I'm not afraid to to be real about it. I don't want to drink. I, I you know I, I don't want to sm- or I want to smoke. Either way, it's okay to to you know get it out into the industry. So uh, we'll be right back after this break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Wow. 
Pins can be no, gonna I fall wanted apart. To, I wanted to ask. So you're not really doing mergers and acquisitions. You're doing the regulatory permitting licensing sure. end of it. We're, we're doing a broad range of things. Um, so we're doing a, a fair amount of employment law, representing employees in the industry. Very nice. Um, we're doing a, a, a fair amount of nonprofit work. Um, we're working with uh, we're working with uh, Los Angeles Normal on some various things, interesting stuff. And um, LA Normal was actually started by Bruce Margolin, I think, in 1970. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's, it's, uh, so that that nonprofit organization. There's also National Normal. Together, they're really pushing forward a lot of amazing policy initiatives um, and really bringing the industry forward. Um, so we're doing some nonprofit work. We're doing corporate governance work. We do a lot of policy and regulatory compliance stuff. So really a, a wide range of things. Shuki is more of the litigator of the duo, and I'm more of the, the transactional business attorney, even though I have a, a business litigation background. So together, we really complement each other, and we cover a lot of area, a lot of ground. What about criminal? You guys have, like, you know... Uh, That's Shuki. So I've done criminal. I did it with Bruce, and I did it after law school as well. Um, when a case comes around, and, you know, obviously the Wasserman brothers have been doing it for much longer than I have, um, but the, the criminal defense of cannabis as a field has is really diminished um, because of the legalization. I mean, cops who stop somebody for having a roach in the car, that guy doesn't need a, a you know, a big, big shot lawyer anymore. And so, which is the masses. I mean, if you think about it, still right, happening though, which is crazy. It still happens. It's still happening. Yeah. And there's certainly, we just, took, we, we, we just, my brother did a pro bono case of, of course it had to be out of Ventura County where it was an Uber happened. driver had a, Given homeless people free rides to the laundromat, I guess he dropped a roach in the back of the car. Cop pulls up, actually profiles her. She was a Hispanic lady. We felt profiled. And uh, he ended up searching the car. Didn't and, follow the script. Well, no, she did, actually. She followed the script, videotaped him. The guy, the cop didn't care. Went into the car, found the, the roach, gave her a ticket for open container. And for an Uber driver, that's like a point. That makes a big difference. Right. So my brother's now gone up to Ventura like three times on an infraction, tried the case. The judge is being such an idiot um, regarding, because my brother asked the cop, do you, uh, do you have the joint here? The, do you have it with you? No. Well, did you test it? Do you know if it was even cannabis? Could have been hemp. No. And the judge actually gave him time, actually at trial, to continued it so he could go get and bring the evidence in i mean when's the last time you were at trial and you weren't ready and the judge said okay well let's go next week we'll come back never uh, never yeah. never yeah. you'd be had your ass handed to you if you've ever done that in court but uh, so that's just funny you say that but um you're right there there's still a lot of the uh we're getting a lot of cases from the illegal sector still you know i, I think it's 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 important to know that you know cannabis it still shouldn't be, you know, driven around smoking a joint. You shouldn't be, you know, just having open weed in your car, even though. Why not? Well, well, because you can't have an open bottle of liquor in your car either. You Great know, analogy. So, so, and and so, I don't think you know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to be in the trunk, but I definitely think it should be put away somewhere in well, your. Well, we vehicle. agree with that. Yeah, I, I you know, and so, so for he just wanted to bark for no reason. This is what he does sometimes. Yeah, well, no, why not? Okay, yeah, well, you know what I agree a, with you. A, he, Sorry, I barked, but I'm okay now. My left eye's I, open. I'm a liar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to yell at you. You're not Joe. No, but I mean, so, so have, have you, you guys, you guys, most of your cases. I mean, are they coming in? How, how are you guys getting your, your, your um, clients? A lot of referrals. I yeah. mean, it's, so so we actually started our firm in February of this year. So right before oh, the pandemic hit, it was yeah. it was a weird time. 
And um, we've been lucky that we've been getting a lot of referrals. It's hard to go to physical events like conferences to sure. network and stuff, yeah. which otherwise... But you guys just had an event, though, right before the pandemic. Right That's before, what I heard yeah. about you guys. That's right. Right before the pandemic, you guys had something in L.A., right? In February, we had a big launch for IJCA. Yeah. And we got the firm started around the same time, running full speed ahead. And then, boom, March and everything kind of turned off or turned down. It's just crazy to see. And I, I heard you say something, Shooky, and I want to test you both, Craig. I hope you're ready for this because I'm going to see if these young cats, especially one from UCLA, Craig's a UCLA grad as Not well. Not law school. But whatever. Just say it was law. Just I didn't say law school. I just said grad. So you mentioned the word the script. So I don't know how well you follow Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pop Brothers at Law, but Big Brother right here, he's going to test you guys on the script. He's about to ace To it. see how well, no, <laughs> no, both of you, Adam, I, I, both I, of you guys I need to it. know this. So, Craig. Come on, Joe, don't you know it? Okay. What do you say when the cops first pull up on you and they come to your window? Why'd you pull me over? Craig? Got it. They keep asking questions. Then what Not do you do? Not my day. Craig, please take it over before I mess it up. <laughs> or do you know your brother's And part? if they keep asking you questions am and I ask you where that smell is. Am I detained or am I free to go? Okay, you're being detained. I invoke the fifth. And then what do you do? You shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. There you hey. go, man. Bada bing. That's it, man. These two good, are you, especially are you proud good of your criminal. Absolutely. Here? Very, very proud. I the, mean the tribe's learning? That's right. And not only the tribe's learning, these guys There's are. There's a lot out of us smokers way. in the, the tribe. IJCA, they're starting off a big thing. That's what was a shocker to me. Is there to another think that you're starting that. Is there another organiza- Jewish organization? Because I think I've someone invited us to one, but I thought it was Probably last year. Probably these guys and you turned I thought them down. it was last year, and I we couldn't make it. I don't know if there's another one. Not that I know of. IJCA is, to my knowledge, the only active Jewish cannabis organization that exists. Now, now, can I be a part of that since I'm Puerto Rican? Of course. You're Puerto Honorary Rican Jew now. Honorary Jews are invited I'm a Puerto Rican Jew. I have In fact, just... we encourage more diversity. We really? want oh, really? From different... yeah, we'll we'll show up. Let us know. Want a I think it's great, though, yeah. the, the referral word of mouth. Other than falling into Instagram a few years ago, I mean, it's 33 years of word of mouth. Yeah, we don't do any advertising. I mean, there's so much love in this industry. There's so much connection between the people involved. We're finding that our hands are full just... Right. And that's why we wanted to give you guys the love because of hearing what you guys have done. And I caught wind of you guys from somebody else that mentioned you. And I looked at the event and looked at the things. I was like, these are some cool brothers. I like what you guys are doing in the Jewish community, let alone abroad. And seeing, you know, I heard of some pro bono stuff that you guys are doing. So keep doing what you're doing because the word of mouth is spreading. And that being said, when that word of mouth spread to your home, I want to start with you, Adam. Oh, mom, guess what? Remember Shooky, the guy that you met? Yeah. We're going to start a, um, um, uh, a cannabis firm uh, as we're eating matzo ball soup. Uh, did the soup fly everywhere? I mean, what the hell was that talk like? So I have a, a wonderful, loving, but worrying Jewish mother. Who, who, uh, and I love her to death, but, you know, she's, and rightfully so, she gets very concerned and worried. And she wants the best You're for me. You're going to prison, so her, son. Yeah. So she was, she was worried. She was nervous. Part of it was because I was taking such a risky uh, I was taking such a risk, like leaving my comfortable law firm job. I was working at a phenomenal law firm. I, I, it was a great experience. Um, and I was leaving that for a, a, a new venture with a lot of unknowns. So part of her concern was what's going to happen? What if it doesn't work out? Um, you're leaving a comfortable job, a comfortable salary, all that. Um, the other part was the cannabis part. She wasn't. Uh, she was kind of nervous about that. Sure. Um, and uh, I understand that. My dad is, is very chill. He was also concerned, but I don't think as concerned. When you say chill, does he smoke weed? 
No, I don't, not that I know of. Okay, yeah. he wouldn't tell you, huh? <laughs> not that I know of. But um, he's you know he should try and get him to smoke with you one day. The man. beautiful thing is they both trust me. Yeah, that would be that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, the beautiful thing is they both trust me very much and my judgment. Um, so I had a lot of discussions with them and explained to them that you know cannabis is a legitimate movement, um, especially yeah. that it's legalized in a vast majority of now. Now we can say a vast majority it's of like states. Like forty-two I, or something. Yeah. So. Um, 33 and 11. So, um, you know, I, I explained to them that the way we're, we're going to do this is in a very ethical manner. We're only going to be working in the, the legal industry, representing licensed operators. Um, you know, we are opposed to representing anything in the black market. That gave them a little comfort knowing that, you know, we had some good judgment about it. Sure. So now they're accepting of it. And, um, you know, I'm an adult. So even if they weren't, I would, I yeah, would be doing but you, it. Yeah, but it's like getting I, an ear yeah, so, no, so do you I care about you, their blessing, you so know. Sure. Yeah. So you, if someone came to you was running a, a black market store and they get busted and raided for sales, possession, all that stuff, do you represent them? Oh, absolutely. I think that's, that's at, what I figured. That, you're right. We right, wouldn't. Right. We wouldn't necessarily help them with their contracts. Correct. You can right. you can represent the individual once they get in trouble, but you can't represent the business like we did exactly. back in the day when we had cooperative. Is that, is that, is that law? Yeah, that's a law. You can't help somebody do an illegal yeah, you're operation. Yeah, right. aiding and abetting <laughs> a drug aiding trafficking yeah, organization. Yeah. Oh, really? Good point. Good right. point. So we have people come in and they and and they might be doing something. We tell them you should not be doing this. It's well, I have all the wrong It's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal if you do this. <laughs> but right if now. you want to retain us individually, so that if something happened to you during the year, you know we're here to represent you. But we can't represent you. We can't represent your business or anything anything to do with that business. Only you, if should something happen. Right. And, and I'm curious, Shiki, what's the story for you when you went home and told them that you're a big adventure? That's a great question. Uh, you, you know, they you didn't gotta, like Adam, first of all, I could tell, right? You, you <laughs> he looked like a bad influence. Out. Yeah, Adam's a bad guy. Compared <laughs> yeah. to some of my other friends, Adam's a wonderful guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to parse out the use with the, with the representation, right? Being a cannabis lawyer, they're very supportive of. Um, they see it as a growing industry, and that is an exciting opportunity for me to make a lot of money and showcase my skills. Uh, the use, they're not so happy about. I, I, I haven't really had a direct, frank conversation with them about my use or perhaps the extents of it. Uh, but oh, so going online and smoking is going to be a shocker when uh, well, the I'm neighbors not sure show them. They're yet followers of the Pop Brothers. At oh, law somebody they know is, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can certainly recommend it to them. They'll be very proud. Yeah. Um, but I think that you know, like everything, the the, the thoughts around it are changing. And the ideas of yesterday are, are no longer the ideas of today. And even people from the older generation, like my parents, are getting uh, understanding a little bit more that this is really akin to alcohol. And this isn't akin to some of the other drugs that are Schedule One substances. Um, that it's okay. It's okay, and it's it, maybe it's a vice, just like caffeine is a vice. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going off the rails. And it could be another vice called medicine when used properly. Look at this anecdotal evidence of all these people it's helping from the seizures to the epilepsies to the cancers to the migraines. Cataracts. I mean, you know, well, you it's always medicine. It's like, you know, the, the, even if even when they call it adult use, we adult use. I mean, but the you're medicating yourself. There's a, there's a look. No, when no, someone no. smokes weed and they're all pedo in the corner and somebody goes, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I, I can see what people mean when they say it. Who you're goes using to the corner when they smoke weed? There's some people that get so they're high they're on, on the couch. probably on something else. 
and they're on the couch. Like when you smoke that, you know, something well, that puts you on the couch. That's different than being in the corner. No, it, on the he, corner in the couch. Joe's, Sorry. Craig, Joe's right. There, there are people that abuse everything. So there's going to be the, and the those people, are the people that people think too much about I, when they use that as reference. I've, I've, is what you, I'm saying. You've done I, it too. You've done it too. I never you, have abused it. You took those edibles one time, and what happened? That wasn't abuse. That was stupidity. Well, yeah. well then some people well, are stupid some, sometimes the way well, they use it. The that's edu- different. But part oh, of the God. education curve, Craig, is is not knowing exactly, especially if you're new to cannabis and you come into it and you just go, "Well, I'm going to smack down this whole you know bang bar." Yeah, but and, that's different than abuse. Like you, you got to make the distinction between you know. Uh, finding your dose, you overdo it a little bit. I you think overdo it under. Judge the one who overdosed that, that, and don't know. But that's that, my point behind but, it. But that's the thing. That's not abuse. But abuse it, is it, the it alcohol is, abuse when you is. go and get a three martini lunch every day and you're drunk off your ass. And abuse is when work. you when you eat a whole you, candy bar like he's saying and you can't come back and function at work. Same. I have never. That's abuse. No, I've never done no, that. No, no. But I'm not saying do. you have. No, not why you. are you offensive? What kind yeah, of clothing you wear? This isn't about you. This is offensive? about the nation that's listening to us. I know, and I'm there. trying to dispel that. Really, the you you can't abuse abuse cannabis the same way you can abuse you examples. other drugs. Yes, you can. How can you say I don't you can't? agree? I'm what do saying, you guys think? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, I'm I mean, saying that's how it could be looked at. Like your mom, for instance. Yeah, you could. I mean, your mom's looking at like, oh, these people who smoke cannabis, they can. I'm, I'm imagining, which I know other people, like my neighbor, for instance, oh, these people use cannabis and they get lazy. They do this. And I say, those are lazy people. Like you say, Craig, my point behind that is think of how the other side is looking at it and thinking it. And then you can be like, yeah, I can see how you think that way when you see it. What did you guys think, Shooky and Adam? Well, everybody knows what happens in college with alcohol. Everybody knows that college kids and alcohol, sometimes he's a little too little. I went to UCLA. Too much. L- lived on Gailey. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've been around Gailey plenty in my time at UCLA, and there's a lot of abuse, as we call it. But it, is that really abuse? I mean, that's just experimenting and figuring out what the dosage is, what the appropriate uses of it is. Good point. So that by the time you get out... People don't drink twelve beers before they start. Feeling and if they anything, do, they're just hopefully. an idiot adult, an alcoholic. <laughs> well, yeah. Or then they, then they, then you'd get into being abused. So cannabis is going to be the same way. I mean, somebody who doesn't read a label on a candy bar and eats four servings before they realize they're only supposed to take one, that's just stupidity. That's yeah. just you just didn't read the label. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's the thing with edibles is with the delay. You know, you forty five minutes later, I don't feel anything. Well, let me grab, let me eat another cookie, or they taste really good, so I'm going to eat three of them because they're delicious. That's just stupidity. Well, but but there's also the the guy that that eats five of them because he likes that high, and that guy right there, it just um, some sometimes it's just and he talks different and now. He's too he's high not being and normal. because he enjoys that much of a dose, that guy is abusing it. You know what I mean? And so I, I totally agree. So you say? No, no, I I totally agree with the the experimental. Well, no, it's just, you know the dif- I, I the difference the is this: most people that I know of is a generality. Well, you're, you're, who you're, smoke you, you're weed. 80 years old, Most Craig. people who smoke weed, and there's 86. a lot of people who smoke weed, if weed gets them to the point where they can't concentrate, they can't do stuff if they smoke, everybody I know I talk to, no, I can't, I, you know, we'll be somewhere here you want to hit. No, I, I only do it at night. No, nope, I, I, I can't do it when I work. I can't. It does whatever to me, but I'll do it later afternoon at, at nighttime. So most people aren't going to take that 1,000 milligrams during the day unless they're just a lazy ass who's going to eat an edible or smoke weed or even drink. They're just lazy in the first place. And those who do are the ones we're talking about. So great point. Now look no, at the wrong. ones that do do that and still smoke <laughs> in the daytime and then don't function right or don't do their job properly. Well, you can't blame saying- it on the drug. No, I'm blaming it on the person who smoked it. 
I'm blaming the person and saying yeah. they did the wrong thing, and that's what gets the bad look and image for cannabis. I know people that 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 smoke so that's much why, weed that they don't even pay attention to anything they're doing throughout the day. They just smoke weed all day, and I'm like, I, I don't want to be around that all the time. And I know that that's what they do. And they're and, out there, and they think it's fun. And and a lot of the times, you know, if you're not educating people on that, hey, there is a miss a, bu- um, a, a miss representation of how much you can ingest then you know then they don't know they, they know they know they're abusing it like you just you can't just smoke weed all day it's not it's not are, are actually in defense for them they don't know they're abusing it because they think it's okay well, or, or you can let me say this you can if you can handle your you see your, i don't yours. think that the some weed is making them it. lazy no, but some people are lazy who are going to lay around all day, anyways. They happen to smoke weed while if they're doing it. If someone makes every appointment <laughs> that they make Monday through Friday, right, for one week, I'm, I'm here at my nine o'clock meeting, my 12 o'clock meeting, and then the next week they woke up and waked and baked, and then they were late to that one meeting. I don't and then think they were that, late that, to that, that. I'm asking you. It doesn't I'm, work that way. Theory. <laughs> I'm not giving you that. You can't go theory. I'm not giving you the premise. I'm giving you the premise. You're I'm right. not You're accepting not. the premise. Let me ask you, Adam and Shooky. Let me ask two good, young, <laughs> smart lawyers. If, Adam, I miss my appointment, same scenario. I'm at my appointment every day. False analogy. Monday through Friday. Then the next week, I start smoking weed. And I miss every appointment. I'm late to one. Well, I don't miss every appointment. I'm Incomplete late to hypothetical. One. You're not my attorney, nor my lawyer, nor the <laughs> judge. Can I'm making objections. Shut your mouth right now. I'm talking to Adam Berger. Adam, so in this situation... Somebody does that. What would you say was the problem? It's hard to draw a conclusion because you could have. Um, <laughs> they're all good lawyers. They're all good damn lawyers. I mean, I think uh, the cannabis could exacerbate the prior tendencies, or it could be um, it could be totally caused by the cannabis, such that that, it, that if they never smoked. Have you, you seen know? that pattern that I've described in life? in scenario situations oh, sure. where that's effective. Oh, so you have, I've so you can agree that, yeah. with what we're saying, that you've seen this anecdotal evidence. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, there, there is anecdotal evidence. down too. Huh? Thank you. So yeah. you've seen it in your life. That's all I'm trying to say to this jerk yeah, off next yeah, for, to me. Yeah, de- definitely. I've seen it myself too, so I just, I just get so frustrated trying to make you say, oh, I've seen it. And I don't know why I want to prove a point to you so bad, and I don't know why you do, but we get so pissed off. Right now you're listening to Shuki, Shuki Greer and Adam Berger, Attorneys at Law. Um, part of the IJCA, which is International Jewish Cannabis Association. And your website? BurgerGreer.com. And that's where you can find him, man. So we'll be right back after this break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Joe, what do we got going on this segment? Oh, I love you. We just want to thank Pitt, Peanut, Jennifer, and Elvis for all your hard work. Thank you guys so much. Yes. As we're sitting here with two lovely lawyers. These guys are great. Thank you, Adam, for agreeing with me. Now, uh, Craig just put you on his ex-Christmas list. He's not buying you. Sorry. You know this guy. He's never celebrated. Did you ever celebrate that, Craig, growing no, up? No, he celebrates Christmas, right? You celebrate both. I, I, no, I did. No, I'm talking about for... the other one. What's it called? Hanukkah. Hanukkah, thank you. I don't know why I forgot Hanukkah. Of course, for a he second. married out of synagogue and Hanukkah were two things just off my radar. For that. I feel terrible today. None of your business. None of your business. If you ever sell at Hanukkah, you of did. Of course, I did. You never know. I don't know. I try to ask you about your Jewish heritage, and you get all mad at me sometimes. It's now time to do the high five, though, with these two great guys, Shooky Greer and Adam Berger, attorneys at law from BergerGreer.com. I'm going to ask you guys, Adam. Let's uh, you answer first, and then Shooky, you answer right answer. It's going to be the same question as we go back and forth from the three of us. Okay, question number one. How old were you the first time you smoked weed, and where'd you get it from, Adam? So I, I think I was uh, 16 or 17, uh, probably 17, because it was close to my senior year of high school. And I got it from, uh, so I went to my buddy Michael's house. He lives in the Valley, uh, San Fernando Valley. No, he lives in Studio City, or he used to. That's what his family Still was. Still the Valley. Parents were gone for work for the day or something for the day, so... Went in his backyard, and um, our two other buddies from high school um, named Sam and Aiden came over and um, smoked me. Everyone else had been high before except me, um, and uh, they smoked me out. They were determined to get me blazed like crazy the first time. <laughs> so did you ever then, consume that day? <laughs> oh, for sure. Did you abuse See, it? For sure. Yes, and actually, so actually I'll so never yes. forget. It was a memorable first time because uh, what happened was um, we walked over to this pizzeria nearby called Pagliacci's, and they have, on one side of the restaurant is a pizza area where they serve the pizza. And on the other side is an ice cream and milkshake area. It's like the dairy section. And um, I straight up asked if I could get a pizza milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> like combined. Because yeah. I couldn't make up my mind. Yeah. Um, That's a definitely stoner move right there. So, yeah. so I, I don't remember what he served me, but I, I remember the question. And uh, yeah, it was a good, good experience. Yeah. A lot of fun and what, times. What about you, Shooky? I was 18. I was in Baltimore, Maryland, which is where I grew up. Um, and it was a buddy of, of mine. We rolled the joint in the car and then we spent about an hour driving around with me just yelling and screaming at him about how is it possible that he could be driving like this? This is no under no circumstances should you be driving like this. And he was just That's when you knew you should have been a lawyer. <laughs> there you go. That's when I knew. Nice. Number two, what is your favorite way to use cannabis? I'm a joint guy. I mean, to be honest, I don't smoke that much anymore. Um, but when I do th with a joint, I'm, I've never been into bongs. I also like tinctures lately. Like, I like adding a little bit to my tea, you know, like a nice CBD with some THC oil or yeah. it's something in my tea at night or 
It's under the tongue. Sublingual is nice. It's a good idea. I'm going to do that to my wife, actually. You know what? Put that in her tea. You just <laughs> made me think of that. That's a good one. Calm her ass Sleepy down. time. Yeah, time to go to bed. Well, she does it every night anyway. She does a tinkster every night behind the tongue, but she drinks tea sometimes, too, so I think I'm going to tell her. Put it in her tea. Good call. Just with telling her or without telling no, her? No, I'll tell her. I mean, she's down. She does it every night anyway, so maybe I'll let her double dose. I won't tell her and then let her do the tincture. Well, she's let's hit her with some yeah. THC and see what she does. <laughs> what about you, Shirky? Uh, joints also. Um, typically, after the kids are down, my wife and I will go outside and onto our balcony and smoke a joint. That's our little ritual, and that's been my thing. Uh, I was a glass man for a long time. Um, but with the kids around, you can't just have a big bong sitting on a shelf somewhere. It's what's this, Dad? That's a bubble maker. Yeah, that's, that's, exactly. that's my little brother found mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> what's a... that, bubble maker? Well, uh, let me blow bubbles. Well, you're listening to the High Five on Cannabis Talk 101 with Adam Berger and Seth. I'm sorry, Shooky Greer. Right? Did I say that right? Yeah. All right. Question number three of the high five. Craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis? Adam? I, honestly, I, it's so, I, I don't know. I mean, I, what I consider crazy is like being at a music festival because music is amazing yeah. when, you're, when you're stoned. And um, for me, that's crazy. Like I, just being like with the energy and the, the crowd. So I'd say like Coachella probably. Nice. I know I know that's like a lame answer, but I don't think for it's me, lame. It's an answer. It's a great yeah. answer. Yeah. I mean, it's there's true no too. wrong answers. There's yeah. never yeah. wrong or lame ones. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Seth, except yours. Exactly. Shook. Why do I call him Seth now? Because you called him Seth. Yeah. yeah. Shooky. You look like a Seth though. Shoe on your foot. Key in the door. Shooky. That's right. Shooky. Um, I consider the craziest place to be the riskiest or the rule breaking place. Yeah. And so for that, I would say on an airplane with the vape wow. pen, not with the, not with a real joint. But I mean, you know, they tell you you can't have any batteries, you can't have any vape, anything like that. And and Went there have been it. times that I haven't followed that rule. Smoked both in the bathroom as well as just in my seat. I mean, the beautiful thing about a vape is that it's yeah. basically no smell. I mean, if you're a real Vape user, you can recognize the smell of a cannabis vape oh, nearby. Sure. Yeah. But if you're not, such as the people who are usually around me on the plane, so then they oh. don't pick up anything. On Sunday, I was smoking on the plane. Did you really on the oh, way of home? Course, of you course. Lawbreaker. Yeah. Question number five for Shooky and Adam. What is your go-to munchies after you get high? Pizza. 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 Both pizza, of you pizza. pizzas. That's right. Look Little Caesars. Pizzas with <laughs> shakes. Also, ba bagels and cream cheese, always. That's odd. Nice. Yes. Would never guess. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Some bagels, locks, and cream cheese. Locks, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, the $29 yeah. a freaking pound locks. Whoa. Nice. Catella Deli. Catella Deli. Yeah. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Jimi Hendrix. Nice. And I, I'd want to jam with him afterwards, too. No. Oh, you yeah. play? I play guitar, yeah. Uh, Did you bring yeah. it? Ah, uh, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, Come on. Next I told Shuggy, any talent, show him off. Shuggy, oh, who would you smoke with? Moses. Whoa. Nice. That's our first Moses. Why Moses, though? Well, Judaism is a big part of who I am. And the whole Jewish story is founded on the story of Moses at Mount Sinai, uh, which is just following Moses at the burning bush, which is his first vision of God. And some say that that was a cannabis-induced experience. Oh, really? The burning bush. I've never heard this story. I mean, he, he's, walking, he's walking in the desert. He's sh shepherding his sheep, sees something fire going on over there goes over to investigate all of a sudden he starts seeing visions and god is talking to him but who i've never heard the the maybe he was smoking beforehand though i never heard that part uh they never taught us that at my well I, I mean i think that the burning bush if it was a cannabis bush and it was burning and the story goes that the bush was burning but it wasn't getting consumed 
And I mean, if you think about a big cannabis plant burning as like the, you know, the big buds are slowly making their way through it, right? It would take a long time for a tree like that to burn. And then if you're just all of a sudden from never smoking before to inhaling a bush worth of cannabis, you might meet God too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the story kind of checks out. So, I mean, I, for me, I love that Judaism, interpretation. I, I like it too. I, I just wonder, like, you, you elaborate on your interpretation. Is this your interpretation? No, or did you no, I didn't hear I didn't this from somebody. Originate it. It's around. You, you can find it. I mean, people talk about it. It's, it's a bush. common interpretation within the Jewish cannabis world, of which I'm a big part of, that that's kind of the backstory of what was going on there. I mean, cannabis and Judaism are connected through thousands of years. It was recently discovered as part of a temple ritual. The archaeologists found it in Jerusalem as part of the substances that they were using in part of the temple. So there's yeah, a, they didn't, eighth, eighth century BC. So there's right. a, the, some, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're talking 2,500 years ago. And so that's a long history throughout which there's all this, you know, intertwined. As you're so connected to the Jewish community, I mean, are you getting any inside information of what's going on in Israel with all the research? I think Israel's ahead of the game with the research they're doing out there. Oh, yeah. I feel like that country is just beyond, like, wow. When is the U.S. going to But their consumption to... rules are off of what I That's hear. what's crazy. Yeah, you can't even smoke weed there, but you can study so, the shit out of it. So I was in Israel for five months, from March 3rd this year until August. Wow. I coronaed in Israel. Mm. I went there for two weeks and ended up spending five months there because we decided Israel is going to do a better job with the virus than America has. And frankly, that was correct. Wow. Um, cannabis use in Israel is very prevalent. Everybody's smoking all over on the street. You really? All the time. They like spliffs. They like to mix it with tobacco. Mix it with tobacco, yeah. Um, that's the <laughs> MO over there. Um, but So Israel has decriminalized, but it's still illegal. And there are bills being passed through the Knesset, through the Congress of Israel right now, to give it full legalization. So, so it's kind of like it was here as far as everybody smokes. It just wasn't legal. Pretty much. Pretty much. And, you know, from. But from, they're so ahead on science. They're science. So Dr. Rafael Mashulam, I would be remiss if I didn't give him a shout out. This was known as the godfather of cannabis, synthesized and identified THC and CBD back in the 60s. And then has been at it for 50 years. And just earlier this year, discovered a more stable form of the THC molecule that has the potential to really become a strong medicinal benefit in the typical Western medicine way of using pharmaceuticals by isolating a molecule and mass producing it. So weed is too unstable to do that, but he's discovered a synthetic variety that, and I'm, my science is very basic, but that has the potential to be able to be made into a real pharmaceutical product. So it's really exciting stuff coming out of Israel. What was, what was his name again? Dr. Rafael Meshulam, M-E-C-H-O-U-L-A-M. I love that. And is he out of Israel as well? He is, Tel Aviv <clears throat> University. Look at you, coming with some knowledge like that, brother. Love Shooky. the game. Oh. Yeah, hit him, Shooky. <laughs> what else, man? Is going get, what, what else did you learn out there? I'm, I'm curious. You're out there for four plus months. I mean, Is that geez. your first time there? No, I've been there many times. I spent a year there studying after high school. I spent a year there studying after law school as well. Um, Israel and the Jewish world is a big part of who I am. Sure. Um, That's the motherland. I mean, let's just face it, right? I mean, Absolutely. So that, all, is that why you Jews, went there to go get real in touch with your roots and yes, dial in? Time and time. I've always I wanted mean, to go. I, I wanted to see where Jesus walked. I wanted to do that my whole life. Like one it's of those. so inspiring because you go through the hills and the nature of Israel. And Israel is a beautiful country. Um, and 
you're literally walking on the same stones as Jesus, as Abraham, yeah. as Moses. Do they do they have tours like that? I guess. Oh, totally. they do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about them. I've never. And gone, you know, those yeah. tours, those tours are hurting because of Corona. They could really use some additional business. So uh, everybody out there who's listening, I encourage you: get a group together, go to Israel, take a tour, check out the nature, check out the beautiful sights that Israel has to offer. Because it's a fantastic place and you feel it too. It's you not, it. you know, I love Utah and, you know, Montana and the beauty that, uh, you know, California and the United States has to offer. But there's something different about doing it in Israel because you feel it on a spiritual I've never heard level. anybody come back from Israel and say, oh, that wasn't, that trip wasn't great. I don't know. I don't think we should have spent that much. What? I've never heard one person say What's that. What's the weather like out there? It's hot it's in the summer. It's hot and hot in the summer hot. and cold in the winter. And it depends on where you are in Israel. I mean, it's got desert in the south and mountains in the north, so... It's in so, the entire, like Vegas or Arizona. The entire yeah, country yeah. is actually only the size of about New Jersey. Oh wow! Really? So it's really, really small. It's it's it is. It's, you could visit it all in a couple of days. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, how many hours from the twelve hours north, north to southern, north yeah. to south, one hour, yeah. east to west. Really? Wow. Whoa! That's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. Well, man, thank so, you guys for coming on the show. Appreciate yeah, you guys for having us. Anything else you guys want to plug? I think you covered a lot of ground. We appreciate it. It's great to be yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that people are listening is to organize, talk to their friends, spread the word. That's the way we're going to really make big changes in this country is if people get together and talk about it, educate people, you know, don't be afraid, to, you know, fight back against that stigma and, yeah, and make the world a better place. What I would add to that is, um, you know, this November, there there are a lot of measures on various ballots in different states that are going to either legalize medical or adult use. So turn out to vote, you know, get out there. Um, it, this is historic. Uh, the tide is really changing in this country. So um, make your voice heard. We need to flip yeah. the, we need to flip the Senate. We need to flip the Senate. We flip the Senate. We're very, very close to getting it off the schedule list and making it federal. Are you ever to Definitely. come with Joe Biden's cannabis reform? I remember you said you're going to do some research on it. Can you please? I will. Thank you. I will. I have to call him out on the show. But he because sucks. He kept saying it, right? Right now, is Joe, Joe Biden Pitt, Pitt was is not asking our, me. It's not our favorite pick out of all the <laughs> out of all the people who could run. Joe was, Biden was not the one for cannabis. Yeah, Joe Biden was was instrumental in the Bill Clinton making the criminal penalties severely worse right uh in the 90s and he hasn't really changed his policies towards drugs at all yeah, since then they and then the, the democratic party refused to put it as policy on their platform which was very very disappointing Correct. and then they picked kamala harris who put thousands of people in prison in california yeah she was doing her job at the time though when you look at that i hear that and i go that she was doing her job the other guys like joe well, he was following doing along. their job their I mean, job their job their, you know she they, was a prosecutor i mean i, I got a prosecutor i mean I, job. I, they pr prosecuted like 85 percent of of uh, um you know people at the time that were breaking of, the law of color but they were breaking the law a color not color white it, green. it disproportionately it just, impacted People of color and the and the minority community. But by the time community. they got to her, it was you know her rulemaking that said don't this start, is the law. Joe. Just um, don't start on this one. <laughs> Joe, I want to test you on you know because now that we've made you an honorary lawyer, there's a phrase that we're missing here, which is prosecutorial. Is it, thank you. That's my interpreter. Well, that was my next one, but prosecutorial discretion. I was thinking of, and the fact is that even as a prosecutor, you know, you're faced with a, a, somebody who broke the law, did something illegal, and you could throw them into jail according to the rules, but you could also think of it as a human being who made a dumb mistake and has the ability to change. And how is this 
man's future going to look if they are introduced to the hardened criminals that he'll meet in jail or if he's put into a rehab program where he'll have mentorship and the ability to meet oh, no, people. I agree which, with which they didn't no, do. I agree with that. Which don't they get, didn't do, though. Wrong. That's exactly the, the, the argument, though. I'm, I'm glad you backed that me on that That he backed one. you up and got no, said because, so well for you? No, because honestly, that's exactly my take on it, too, is 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 that where was the education? Like, you, you, you see... You know, African American or, or you know, Hispanics coming in, uh, Asians, what you know, white Americans, whatever the the race is, it really doesn't matter. But they were just slamming them in jail. Why? I feel like why? Because of because of capital, you know, and not and they could have took that same taxpayers' money and 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 helped these people with cannabis, you know, with with you know drug addiction, with that which came far too late. You know, when they started to open up rehabs and things of that nature, and it finally has been back on that same track, and it seems like they're trying to throw it right back into the old ways, which is a reset, and I'm afraid of. But you know, so I mean, because even Biden me. mentioned just... that it, about you know people should go to maybe rehab, they shouldn't go to jail, but maybe rehab or shoot them in to the throw lake. Throw you, to, but, but as far as the abuse goes, I don't think you were around, Joe, when we interviewed the abuse and the addiction specialist and the rehab specialist and i point blank asked him have you ever detoxed a alcohol or any kind of drug abuser that only had cannabis in their system never not never one place n- no I mean, that's not the old, no there's yes. no one's ever was been one detoxed person, you can never no say one's that been detoxed i don't think i, I think for, you're right don't get me wrong but i'm saying that's one cannabis person. alone I think you're right, but you know, yeah, who and, and to go on to, to to say about Miss Harris was, uh, you know, at the time I think it's a double-edged sword because if she did let all these people of color go, she would have then been blamed for, oh, she's just letting these Mexicans, these no, blacks, get away with it easier. No, it's not about letting them go. It's not about letting them go. Or only about, making them go to rehab. I think it's a double-edged it, sword. It, well, you, you I wish she would have done it. Ground. Don't get me wrong. You I'm find, just saying. You find prosecutors, the prosecutors, and, and you can, you know, the attorneys can back me up on this. They have a lot of discretion. And when you're in the courtroom and you're negotiating with a DA about what kind of deal you're going to create. They have the ability to put things like community service, diversion, like making sure that they finish their college. Like, and, actual and if she does that, stuff. I'm saying then she would have been hit with, oh, she's being too nice to them rather than putting them in jail. I agree with that's for what cannabis? they should have done for cannabis. I'm, I'm just saying that's what would have been Joe. I'm saying that's what would have been said. Look, it's Joe. better than Trump. Can we all agree and, and, on that? There, there we go. Said, I, yes. <laughs> and, and on a final <laughs> note, yes, about it, about Kamala Harris. Uh, recently, she's come out with a lot of uh, pro legalization uh, positions. She's she's uh, sponsored the Moore Act. Yes. Um, she's um, been in favor of protecting banking institutions from federal prosecution that provide financial services to the cannabis industry. She's a great I mean, so so Love right. It. So I mean, there's some cautious optimism because yeah, she has that history that we've just been discussing the past few minutes. But um, over the last I want to say year or two, she's um, she's been much more pro legalization and ending prohibition. So. Um, I remain somewhat optimistic, but again, um, who knows? Have, we don't who, have any other who, choices. Who knows, right? Yeah, we don't have a choice. <laughs> the choices we have, the op- is our options are limited. Well, you and do have choices. One and two. Here's yeah. your numbers. Which one do you want? <laughs> yeah. Behind it. curtain number There's A no three. or curtain number B. Well, Shooky and Adam, I want to thank you guys for being on the show. Uh, we do appreciate you guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Remember this. If no one else loves you, we we do. Thanks for listening to another podcast of Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis, featuring Shuki Greer and Adam Berger, the first two attorneys ever to smoke on Instagram with the Pot Brothers at Law. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.